Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at infofellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, or go online to fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can use your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. We are so excited to worship with you. We have come expectant this morning. God is doing amazing things and he is going to do mighty things today. Do you agree with me? All right, so let's invite us first to this place. I hope you have come prepared. I know some of you are at home watching, so I just invite you to stand to your feet. We're going to put our hands together. We're going to sing and praise our amazing God. You ready? Come on. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mine? 
serve the God of miracles, and he is in this room with us right now. I just want to ask you to, to, to just give it a shout if you believe, if you feel God's spirit speaking into you, and there's a rattle within you. You don't even know what he's bringing back to life yet, but there's some dead things that he's bringing back to life this year. So if you want that, if you believe it, our God is the one who deserves the praise. So let's shout like we know he's in this room. We praise you, Jesus. No, 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 no. Let's shout like we know he's in this room. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. God, we ask you right now, to meet with us in this place. We know you're already here, but God, we pray that you would make us aware. That God, we, we'd be able to push away any distractions, but in the name of Jesus, that any distractions would be broken off of us, any tiredness, any, any emotions, any, anything that's causing us to not be focused on the fact that we are in the presence of our creator, of the resurrection, of, of the God who loves us, who came down for us to make a way for us, God. Anything that stands in that way is evicted from this room in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you would come in this place and you would bless us, that we would be blessed by your presence. So many times we pray for a lack of problems, but God, one of the ways you want to bless us is your presence in the midst of the problems that we're going through. So God, I pray for my friends in this room that are just struggling. God, they made it here today, and that is a victory in itself. So we thank you for that, and we praise you. We love you. We pray you speak to us now, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. 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 He's good. He is good. Church family, I'm so glad that you're here with us today, whether you're in person or joining with us online. We're so glad that you're here. I want to ask you, our words are powerful. So before you sit down, find three people and tell them you are blessed. You are blessed. Say those words out. Tell them you are blessed. You are a blessed church. Blessed because your God loves you. Blessed because he wants to be with you. Blessed because he chose you. I want to take just a moment and welcome every person who's joining with us today right now. Uh, if you're at home online, uh, we want to thank you so much for joining with us and tuning in. Uh, go ahead and text uh, the word fellowship to 94,000. If you want more inner, uh, uh, information about our church, the word fellowship to 94,000. Um, and uh, you can do that even in this room if you want, or you can come and speak to us at our information booth afterwards. But we just want to get you more information about our church, help answer any questions that you might have and get you connected. But uh, again, we want to thank you so much for being here. Also, join in on the chat. If you're watching at home from online, tell us, first of all, where you're watching from. Uh, put it in the chat. And then uh, in, our, in our sanctuary, when people believe um, uh, that the, they're hearing from God, we say certain things like, amen, or oh, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good preaching, whatever. We're doing that because we're saying, I want that from myself. You know, amen is an old church word that just means let it be so. So if you've ever been sitting next to someone and they keep shouting out, amen, you're like, what is wrong with this person? It's like saying, like, this is God saying, God brings healing and blessings to people. And they're like, amen, what they're saying is, I want that. So we are not a dead church. We are not like, like just getting through the, uh, going through the motions with our arms crossed, but we are here in the presence of God, and, and we want to encourage you to like speak out, speak, speak back. And, and it's not because I'm, we're just trying to get some hype going or anything like that, but we're in the presence of the, the one who can do miracles, the one who can bring dead things back to life. So we're going to give him the honor and the respect that he deserves. And even on the chat, so put in amen, put in your favorite emoji, whether it's praise hands or whatever, as long as it's an appropriate emoji, of course. <laughs> but uh, again, thank you so much. Um, I want to uh, encourage you right now. This is the time in our service uh, where we give um, give our tithes and our offerings. We are in the middle of a series right now that we're starting off this year where uh, we're talking about walking with Jesus. And last week, we talked about the fact that, that you gotta crawl before you walk, that there is an order to the way that God does things, that, that we have to have prior, priorities if we're gonna walk with Jesus. 
So in Matthew 6, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. He's saying, you've got to seek first God's way. There's got to be priorities in your life. And it comes that way even when it, we look at our finances, the way we handle our finances. The book of Proverbs chapter 3 says this. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth with the, what's the next word? First. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflow and your vats will brim over with new wine. So God is saying, listen, I want to be first in every part of your life. Like, like I, don't just go pay your bills and then put some money in savings and then give me leftovers. He goes, because, because I want to be first in your life. And when you prioritize me as first, God is saying, then I take care of everything you need. I'll take care of all of it. Uh, and, and that's what we're talking about with walking with Jesus. So I want to encourage those of you who, who are, are giving, who are, are trusting God with your finances, if you haven't done that yet, it's a good thing to ask yourself, do, do I trust God enough to put him first? Because you've heard, you've heard the same before, where, the tre- your heart, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. It's like you could look into your checkbook and you know by looking at your accounts where your heart is. And, and if you're saying, well, it's like, really, my heart is at Ulta, or my heart is at, is at the mall. Like, no, no, he, he's going, we want to, I want to see that your heart is, is in my kingdom, and I'll take care of the rest. So I want to encourage you today that we would be the type of people that are saying, you know what, I'm going to put you first. I'm not going to fit God in. I'm, God is, is number one, and I'll fit everything else in around that. So uh, there's some different ways that you can give. Uh, you can either drop, if you're here in, with us today, you can drop off your offering in the drop buckets uh, in the uh, lobby before you leave. You can also uh, text the number on the side screens to give. The easiest way to give is to go through our Church Center app. If you have that app on your phone, it takes just a couple minutes to set that up. It is definitely the easiest way. And then uh, in the future, after you have it set up, it's just a couple clicks and you can give uh, very simply. But I want to pray for you before you give. And then we have some uh, announcements that we want to show you through a video. So Heavenly Father, thank you for the fact that you give us the opportunity to be blessed. That God, you want to be first in our lives. And you tell us if we put you first in every area, you'll take care of us. In fact, you didn't just say take care of us here. In that verse in Proverbs, you said that, that our barns will be full to the brim. That we'll be overflowing, God. I think every one of us in here, we want that. So Lord, I pray that you would bless our church, but I pray that it would happen in a way where you would prioritize our lives around you, where we're putting you first and we're seeing the fruit of that. So God, we just pray for your will, your plan, your design for our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you as you give. Here's what's going on the next couple of weeks here at Fellowship Church. Here's what's going on at Fellowship Church. On online Bible study is starting January 19th. They're going through the book of Colossians. If this is something that interests you, you can look it up on the Church Center app and sign up there. For those of you who have already taken Spiritual Warfare 1.0, Pastor Tim is teaching the next step in that class, Spiritual Warfare 2.0. It's gonna start February 3rd at seven o'clock in the Worship Center. It's only $13 and you can sign up at the Church Center app or at the Info Center. Gentlemen, and if you're looking for a really great Valentine's Day present, an awesome opportunity would be to sign you and your wife up for our marriage seminar. It's called Renewal and Rescue, and our very own Pastor Tim and his wife Rebecca will be teaching it on February 12th and 13th. It's a fantastic opportunity for you to pour into your marriage. The cost is $99 for a couple, which includes a lunch, and $49 for individuals. You can sign up on the Church Center app as well as in the Info Center. Our church family continues to grow as more and more people come, as well as y'all keep having babies. And we have not had a baby dedication in quite some time. We are going to have our first one of this year on February 14th. So you can sign up your child and your family on the Church Center app, as well as in the Info Center. We love having your kids over in children's ministry, and we've done our best to make our check-in and check-out process as easy and convenient as possible. When you check in, you receive a four number and letter code, and that is for a safe and secure checkout process. 
Also, if your child needs any attention during service, what we will do is we will put that code up on the top right of the center screen. If you see your number up on the screens, please head out into the lobby and one of our Red Team volunteers will be waiting for you to walk you back to the nursery to attend to your child's needs. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, watching online or in person here at Fellowship Church. Enjoy the rest of the service. Don't you just love our band and praise team? I mean, 
They are so creative. They are so good. Just love them. Well, I've been on a little bit of a health sabbatical the last few weeks, just kind of recovering or detoxing would be a better word, uh, 2020, getting, a, getting some of those toxins, those 2020 toxins out of me. And um, uh, glad to be back, glad to be here, real excited about it. I mean, 2020 was hard on a lot of people, wasn't it? It was even hard on some of our celebrities. I've seen a recent picture of Taylor Swift that I thought I'd share with you. And, uh, okay, on further examination that night might not be 100% correct. I think that's Tyler, not Taylor, but anyway, it's close. But since I hadn't spoken to you for a while, I brought a short 26-point message here I want to share with you. <laughs> I'm kidding, it won't be that long. People at home are like, that's all right. You know, we'll just click you off. That's all they got to do at home. Anna told me, she said, you got five minutes to get my attention and keep my attention or I'm turning over to Joel Osteen. <laughs> yeah, she's a funny girl. She's really funny. I've been doing a lot of praying for you guys the last few weeks. I've been asking God to bring you into a brand new season. A season of tremendous blessings, a season like you've never had before. You see, when God lines up the life of a Christian, the journey that we are on, it doesn't go by weeks or by months or by a calendar year. According to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we go in and out of seasons. And there's times where we are in a difficult season, we come out of it, we go into a different season. And he's always talking about coming into this season or he's going into that season and that there's a season for everything under the sun. But there is also a way to usher yourself into a new season. And for many of us that have come out of a difficult season, I'm praying that you and I will rediscover joy. Because if there's anything that took a hit last year, I know in me, I, I'm not speaking for everybody, but in me and a lot of men that I know and women that I know, their joy took a hit. They, they said, you know, we just hadn't been as happy as we once were, having, not having as much fun as we used to have. I find myself being more negative uh, and, and just in a fight and, and constantly fighting and constantly struggling. So my prayer for many of you is that this will be an amazing season of blessings. For those of you that I've talked to that have been going through a, well, a season of loneliness, your relationships hadn't been what you'd wish they were, maybe there's loneliness in a marriage, or maybe you're not married, and, and you'd just love to have somebody that you could go out and have dinner with and talk to, and, and you know, and this whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing is just, you know, with, with what's going on in our country just makes that kind of thing even more difficult. Uh, I'm praying that God will bring somebody into your life that will blow your mind. Someone to make you laugh, somebody you can laugh with, have great conversations with, and grow in your relationship with God. And for those of you that have been going through a season of depression and there's been loss and struggles, I'm asking God to give you back double for your trouble, give you back two times everything that you've lost. If there's been financial loss in your life, I'm praying God will bless you in a great way. And then some of you have just flat out had your heart broken in 2020. And it may not have been a person. I mean, there's always people problems and personality problems. There's always those kind of issues, but I'm talking about something just flat out broke your heart and took your dreams off the table. And I'm asking God to heal you. I'm asking God to do something in your life that this would be the greatest season that you have experienced thus far. Because sis, listen to me, girls. Uh, if you've had your heart broken, that'll affect your whole life. If you've had your heart broken as a woman, it brings sadness into your life. It brings tears into your life. That's your default. Now, if you're a man and you've had your heart broken, your default's anger. You can immediately go to anger if you feel like your dreams have been shattered. I mean, so, so what I'm praying for is that God will do something in you that will be just incredibly wonderful in this new season of life. Because the evidence of walking with Jesus is not just seen in the transformation of our ethics. The evidence of walking with Jesus is also seen in the transformation of our emotions. So walking with Jesus does not just help us to get right. Walking with Jesus actually helps us to get well from the damages that have been done into our life. That's why God was so explicit in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, where he said, guard your heart above all else. 
really, God, above all else, this is the most important thing you want us to guard? He said, yeah, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of your life. We're talking about your emotional wellness determines the, the, the future of your life. And if you've been damaged emotionally, if you've had your heart broken, if you've been disappointed, then it can affect where you go from here. John chapter 10 and verse 10, a, a passage of scripture that we've quoted a lot around here. Jesus says, I have come to you might have life and then you might live it to the full. Well, when Jesus said, I've come to you might have life, he's not referring to the quantity of life. He's referring to the quality of life. The word used here in this phrase is the word, the Greek word, zoe. And zoe means life as God intended. So the largest contributor to the quality of life that God wants his children, you and I as born-again believers in Christ, is your emotional well-being. Now let me say it again. The largest contributor to your quality of life going forward is your emotional well-being as a child of God. So God says, guard it. Be intentional about it. Be assertive. Be active about it. And so, so if something is coming against it, make sure that you're protecting your heart. And, and there is a word that deals with the condition of a person who's walking their life out with God, what their heart or the condition of their heart should be. And that word in the Bible is spoken over and over again. It's the word joy. The dominant disposition of those who are walking with Jesus should be joy. In John chapter 15, verse 11, the Bible says, Jesus talking, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Do you see what just happened here? Jesus differentiates between his joy and your joy. And what he is saying is that your joy is incomplete, it is fragile, and it is fleeting on its own. And it will not be complete, and you will not experience the kind of quality of life I want you to experience until my joy gets inside of you. Now, there's something that's more than just emotional about this kind of joy. He says you're incomplete without my joy. And then he said you're complete with my joy. It is a joy that doesn't easily leave you. It's not fleeing and it has nothing to do with the circumstances. And watch this, there is strength and power in it. Now, if it was just emotional, there'd be no strength or power in that type of emotion. Jesus said the joy of the Lord is your what? Your strength. Well, there's not joy in, or strength in any other type of joy. So on a spiritual realm, the joy that Jesus gives you also gives you power and strength for that day. So, the disposition of those of us who are walking with Jesus needs to be and always has been joy. And that is why some of your happiness and some of the joy that you've lost last year, that's why the enemy went against it. Because if the enemy can get your joy, the enemy's got your strength. If the enemy can get your joy, hit you in the heart, then he can affect your future, your outcome, how you're going to live life. And notice what Jesus also said about it, the personal pronoun. He said, my joy. In other words, you can't get this joy looking for it anywhere else. And how many times do you see people looking for joy in a relationship and they're disappointed? They look for this type of joy in their life in a job or money in the bank account, and none of that does it. And they'll spend their entire life missing it, thinking this will give them joy, this vacation, this place, buying this house. And none of that brings the kind of joy that Jesus is talking about here in the Bible. Many people look in the wrong places when it comes to this kind of joy. But it is the type of joy that gives you and I the kind of quality of life that God wants us to live. So Jesus was a man of joy. And if we are going to walk like Jesus, we got to walk in joy. So what is it actually? Take a look at the side screen with me. Joy is a sense of jubilation based on a revelation that my well-being rests securely in the hands of a God who is producing a favorable outcome for me. 
Don't you love that? Why don't you all read that with me? Say it again. Come on. Joy is a sense of jubilation based on a revelation that my well-being rests securely in the hands of a God who is producing a favorable outcome for me. Let me just pause a minute. Did you have a lot of things that bothered you last year? Did it seem like one thing after another came across your television screen? Did it seem like when you went to work, there's this problem and then there's that problem, and you go into the grocery store, now you're uncomfortable in the grocery store, and, and you see somebody and nobody's making eye contact, and everything kind of feels kind of weird, and, and you, but, but did things not just seem uncomfortable because of the, the virus, but it seemed like people were grouchier. Anybody notice that? Did, did, it, did you also notice people seemed like they had a hair trigger? Did you, did you notice that? Did you notice that about you? Right? Is it, did anybody feel like uh, I, I might have lost some joy last year? Anybody? anybody? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not as happy as what you normally are? Didn't laugh as much as you normally laugh? I mean, God created you to be a fun person, and you just, you just didn't have as much fun last year as, as, as you did this year? Well, can I say that, can I, can I tell you this? You, as a child of God, are way more blessed to be that bothered. And I don't know if you're like me, but I started doing bad math last year. I started counting up my burdens and subtracting my blessings. But we are way too blessed to be that bothered. And, 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 and we have to make a conscious decision. Moving into this new season that I'm going to help usher in, I'm going to do so walking with Jesus, and if Jesus was a man of joy, I'm going to be a man or woman of joy. Now, that's the Sunday school version of the message. And you say, well, okay, we're going to walk it out with Jesus. That's what we're going to do. You're going to walk it out with Jesus. Can I give you some practical help? Because tomorrow morning, you're going to have an issue. And later on this week, something will come across the television set. And I don't know what's going to go on when it comes to challenges moving forward. I don't know that. But let me help you by what helped me be able to make a decision to start living a more joyful life and to get back the joy that I gave to the enemy last year. Are you ready? Okay. This is my mail. I got mail, you got mail, all God's children got mail. Right? And if we are diligent, every so often we will uh, we'll sort through our mail. That's the first thing we got to do. We're going to have a joy-filled life. Uh, we, we, there there seems we, we have to sort it out. We have to sort some things out. And just like the mail, just like the mail. So um, I have here, uh, oh, here's some stuff. I mean, that, that, that's for the person across the street. That, even, that ain't even for me. Let me set that over there. And here's something that somebody else's agenda for me, not my agenda. I am not interested in that. And here's something, oh, this looks important. Urgent, urgent. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, that probably isn't that urgent. What do, you, what do y'all say? Okay, so all right, that's not for me. And then here's some other stuff here. Uh, here's something from Ulta. Ulta gifts. That's not for me either. Gonna get rid of that. And then just a whole bunch of things. This isn't important. That isn't important. That's somebody else's agenda for me. This is from Dairy Queen. That's kind of, that ain't for me either right now. It's the first of the year. That's more like for in the fall. So, all right, there we go. And then I've got, I've got a couple of things here. Now, this looks important. These two things, these three things probably need my attention. But none of this other stuff needs my attention. So this doesn't get my attention. I, I am totally not interested in that. So that doesn't captivate any of my time or attention today. However, I have sorted it out now to know what's important to me and what's not important to me. First thing we got to do, we, we got we to we sort some things out. Second thing we do, I can handle this. I can handle that. Uh-oh. Huh. I, that one's way over my head. So the second thing we got to do when things hit us that like you're seeing in the news and seeing, all, you know, you're hearing and you're reading about and all these kind of things and that person at work told you about and this person saying, this is gonna, all this stuff's going to happen. And you go, I, I don't know what to do with that. Now, now we're going to do what the Bible tells us to do. 
We are going to lay that out before the Lord. I, don't, I can't carry that. If I carry that around, that's just going to make me angry. If I carry it around, I realize there's nothing I can do about it, and I'm just going to be short-tempered. I, it's just not, and the Bible says when you come across certain things that you feel like are above you or over you, you lay them out where? Well, look at Isaiah chapter 37. There's a king by the name of Hezekiah. He gets some mail. And in that mail were some threats. In that mail were some accusations. In that mail were some things about his God not being God enough to be able to help him through these threats that were in this particular letter. And the Bible says after Hezekiah received the letter from his messengers, he read it and he went before the Lord's temple and he spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. Now, the word here in the Greek for spread it out literally means put it on display. So what Hezekiah did with this thing that just was bothering him so badly, not something he could handle easily, he brought it before God, he spread it out as if to say this, God, do you see this? Do you see what's on the news right now? Do you see what's happening around me? Have you heard about the threats that are going on in my workplace? Do you know what's going on when it comes to my loved one's health? I mean, they put, he put that saying, do you see what is coming against your child? And then it's like this. I am your child, God, and I love you, and you are my boss. But the truth of the matter, that is way above my pay grade. That is not something that I'm equipped to deal with. I'm not called to do it. It's not my fight to fight. I am 62 years of age, and I love peace, and I love the lack of anxiety, but there is still a 20-year-old fighter down inside of me, and I can be provoked into a fight. I can be, a fight in me can be solicited by something that I hear or something somebody says. And then if you're a personality, you want to fix those things that are broken, but there are some things I can't fix. There are some things I can't fight. There, there are fights that I'm not supposed to be fighting. And God, this one looks like it's yours and it's not mine. And it will fly in the face of me making a decision of this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So Father, that's yours, not mine. And so you sort it out, you lay it out, and notice what also he said here in Psalms 5.3. He says this. He says, in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. Man. See, peace and anxiety in you are decided when you decide how you are going to respond to that which you can control and how you are going to respond to that which you can't control. And when you start responding to things that you can't control, frustration's going to set in, anger's going to set in, and out goes your joy. I had a guy in the parking lot of a grocery store a while back said to me, he said, Pastor, will you pray with me about something? And I said, well, sure, I'll pray with you about it. And we did. But I also asked him, I said, have you been praying about it? He said, no, I don't know how to talk to God about that. I said, well, you just talk to me about it. Just those things that are really heavy on your heart, it's just easy just to talk to your heavenly father about, lay it out before him, and then walk it out. In other words, just keep going. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 says this, don't be afraid. You know what God always tells? There are people that are literally fearful today. Good born-again believers in Jesus Christ that are living a life afraid. And every time that fear creeps into the heart of a believer, you know what God tells his children when it comes to fear? Don't be. And he says it right here, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Let me give you the summation of that verse. You are never alone, and you are never without help. You are never alone, and you are never, child of God, without help. Now, the question then we need to ask is, who's helping us? Because if tax season comes up here in a few more weeks, I... Who's going to help you with those taxes? I mean, if you get the guy that you see in the parking lot at Walmart and ask him to help you, well, then, then that help may not be any good. Not, but but it, so you might want to do a little more research. If you have to drop the transmission out of your car, I, 
calling grandma up may not be the best help. Who's going to help you with that? Well, we call grandma. Well, back in the day, she might have been good at dropping a transmission, but you can't slide 92-year-old grandma on a floor dolly up underneath that car and hand her a wrench. So the question then is, if I have help, where's this help coming from? Because this is a big deal. And God goes on to say, the Bible goes on to say, just three verses later, God tells you who it is that's helping you. He said, for I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. So why give up on our joy? I... Uh, be real honest with you all. I, I love to have fun. I do. I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. I, I, I love to be around people that like to laugh. And, and uh, it, I, I, I do enjoy life. Last year, last year, I took some hits. I did. And I don't think I'm the only one because I talked to a lot of guys throughout the week. And I heard some guys saying, man, I just... Just angry. Have you, there, there were some men in my life that I used to like to play golf with and go to lunch with, but man, every time I was around them for a little while, they were so angry they weren't fun to be with. Does that, does that ring a bell? And, and, and women, women, girls just want to have fun, right? I mean, that's a song, isn't it? Did you have a lot of fun last year? Did you take a hit in that area? Well, I noticed some things were changing about me, and I, I just kind of grouchy and all that kind of stuff. I was cranky. I ended the year cranky. Now, I wasn't cranky at home with Anna, because that would be like taking a bath with a toaster. So it's not like I was, I know better than to do that, but I was cranky around the people I worked with. I was cranky around you folks, on the phone with pastors and things like that. Just cranky, just not, just not in a good mood. And I, I, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know how bad something was broken until right around the end of the year, uh, I went out to have uh, lunch with uh, three or four of our pastors here at the church, and, uh, and, and JL was at the table, and I love JL. She's one of the smartest leaders, one of the smartest people that I know. She is incredibly good at what she does, and the only thing JL has ever heard from me, uh, out of me for over 20 years now, is just how great she is. I mean, I just, I just think the world of her. But that particular day at lunch, she said something, and when she said it, I took it wrong, and I just, I just absolutely chewed her head off. I mean, I fired back at her so mean and so hateful, and, and, and it, it just put an awkwardness at the table. And uh, in just a moment, uh, you know, after a, a few, few more minutes of kind of awkward quietness at the table, I turned to her and I said, Jail, I am so sorry. You did not you know, deserve that kind of response from me. And I am so sorry that I spoke to you like that. I did not mean to hurt you. Well, I could see in her eyes, her eyes were moist, and I knew I devastated her. I really hurt her feelings. And so after we got up from the table, and I, I hugged her, and I said again, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's the matter with me. I, should, that was not, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. And she said, oh, it's okay, I know you, it's okay, it's all right. And I went home, and that dinner, night at dinner, I, I was talking to Anna about it, and I said, man, you're not going to believe what happened today. I said, uh, we were having lunch, and I, I was bothered by a few things, whatever. J.L. said something, and I just, man, I just took her head off. And she said, well, uh, did you apologize? And I said, I apologized like 20 times. And she said, well, then you need to buy her something. You know? <laughs> Women, you know, kind of, you know, taking it for other way. I said, okay, I have no clue what. I, I know she lives with a husband, and she got three boys. I said, so maybe get her something girly. I don't know. So I called Amanda, Pastor Amanda. I said, hey, will you help me with something? I, I need a, you know, as an apology for what happened at lunch. I need to say, get her something. And, and, and she said, well, well, how about like a, a, a manicure or pedicure? I said, well, oh, great. Where do I go? She said, go to LV Spa Nails. I said, all right. Which one? She told me which one. I went. To, so I went in to... LV Spa and Nails. And I said to the, the gal behind the, the counter, I said, I said, do you, uh, I said, I need to buy a, uh, a card uh, from Manicure Pedicure. And she goes, you want Manny Petty? I go, no, no, I don't want a Manny Petty. Sit down, I'll be with you shortly. No, I don't want to sit down. I want to give you money for something for like a, uh, and she goes, you want gift certificate how much? 
I didn't, I didn't even know places gave out gift certificates. I thought it was all car. I didn't even know that. So we got that all squared away. I walked it back to JL, and, uh, and I gave it to her in the lobby out in front of a whole bunch of folks in the lobby. I handed it to her, and again, I said, I am so sorry. Here's a manicure and a pedicure. And, of course, she, you know, forgave me and all that kind of stuff. But here's what, I, here's what happened to me. I, as I walked away from there, I thought, that's not me. I'm not like that. I mean, I'm the one cutting jokes and making, having fun and all that. Where, where'd that guy go? Where, where did he go? Who's this old guy with, filled with anger? What's that about? And I realized, I realized that a lot of that anger had come from the enemy robbing me of the disposition of joy. Watch this now that can only be recaptured and rediscovered by tucking close into and walking with Jesus. Because my joy wasn't strong enough for last year. Anybody? Anybody? Am I all alone? Yeah. I um, also had to make some other decisions, not just to tuck in and walk close with Jesus. And I'm telling you, this didn't happen to me on day one of my sabbatical. It happened five weeks in before I felt like a human being again. Because up until then, I felt like a warrior that had been completely beat up. But something started, then I started saying, God, I'm going to choose joy every day then. This is the day you made. I will, will, my will is to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not going to get caught up in the, that lack of joy anymore, that lack of happiness. I'm going to be a person that's filled with joy. And you can't be a person that's filled with joy if you don't speak the language of gratitude because we have way more to be grateful for than we do to be bothered with, right? And here's some other decisions that I had to make. It wasn't just adding this walk with Jesus. I had to discover the things in my life. Now, I'm not saying this for you. I'm just talking about me, a personality me. <laughs> There's some things that I had to do. And that is the first thing that I had to do. I heard a pastor say this. Watching two hours of news every day is like having a burning trash dumpster sitting in your living room, thinking it will not contaminate the environment of every square foot of your house. So I said, thank you, Pastor. And we shut down news in our home. Now we can't walk around just me and Jesus, Jesus, just me and you. No, we can't do that. He didn't expect us to do that. So we just hear five minutes of headlines just to make sure something didn't blow up, something didn't happen over here. Just five minutes of headlines, that's it. And for many years now, we've been on Facebook. And we shut down Facebook. Now, now, let me tell you, I am not saying that for you because Anna loves seeing all the pictures of all the people doing everything to do and all that. And I do too. I do too. But for a season, for a period of time, we shut down Facebook. And two weeks later, I felt like a weight had been lifted off of my chest. I wasn't finding joy in any of those things. Because that kind of joy with power and strength behind it only comes from Jesus. Would you all stand with me real quick? <clears throat> Why does God want us to be a joy-filled people? Well, take a look at the side screen. Gratitude improves our evangelism. Gratitude is the language of joy. The Bible says we could continually thank God for what he's done for us. And, and gratitude improves our evangelism. It is difficult to be an effective witness for Jesus if we are emotionally unattractive. Can I tell you what this world doesn't need another one of? This world doesn't need an angry old man. They're a dime a dozen, 
And no angry old man is attractive. They're not sexy. They're not attractive. Nobody wants to have dinner with them. If they see you coming, they're going the other way. And let me add to it. There is nothing attractive about an angry old woman. And how many of you find an angry young man cool? And there's nothing attractive about an angry young woman. You fix your hair, you put on the makeup, you buy those eyelashes that whew, whew, sweep the floor. And you'll be stiff-armed. Huh? <laughs> That's funny. Whew, whew. Those are the funniest looking things I've ever seen. Now, you may like them, but I'm just telling you. They look like a caterpillar died on your face. It just, it's really, really, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not being mean. It's good to hear you laugh. Some of you gave away some joy last year, and you need it back. It is your most important asset. It makes you incredibly attractive. And you know what else it does? A joy-filled heart with, filled with gratitude? It, it, it gives you increase. It gives you increase. What did Jesus do when he had the two fish and the five loaves? First thing he did with not enough is he looked up and thanked God. Are you kidding me? Jesus modeled, modeled gratitude, and, and, and then he expected gratitude. With the ten lepers, you know the story. But he looked up and he thanked God, and then two and five turned into way more than enough. I have never seen an ungrateful person walk into a new door of opportunity, not once. Gratitude and a joy-filled heart gives you increase. And, it, and that is why the enemy comes against your joy. Get it back. You won't do it with this sermon. You won't do it with this prayer. It may take you a minute. But dear child of God, go get it back. Father, we love you with all our heart. Thank you for loving us. Father, let us rediscover joy in the powerful name of Jesus. Everyone in this room, a new season of joy. Amen. Amen. Bye, y'all. Love you. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click on the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.